You are now listening to the Spanglish Tribe Podcast. We are your hosts, Jen and Ingrid. Welcome to the tribe. Welcome, welcome to our very first episode. Woo! Episode one. A <laughs> <laughs> long time coming. Um, so yeah, the name of the podcast is Spanglish Tribe. And like we said, it's our first episode, so we figured you know, introductions are in order. Um, so I figured we would just start and talk a little bit about who we are and kind of how we met early stages. Yeah, very early. Um, so I'm Ingrid and I guess to bring it to where we met was second grade elementary school. Um, so at that point, I had just come back to the States from Mexico. If you hear a noise, that's our special guest, Lola, the cat, who is high as a kite on catnip right now. <laughs> Hopefully you don't hear it, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, so like I was saying, we met in elementary school. I had just moved back to the States from Mexico. So I'm actually born in Oklahoma to a Mexican mother and a Puerto Rican father. Um, I won't get into why a Mexican and a Puerto Rican (laughs) met in Oklahoma of all places, um, because I feel like it's a long story, but I feel like, you know, a lot of of people who have uh, parents that emigrated have similar stories where you just kind of end up in the most random places. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was born in Oklahoma and at around the age of four, um, my mom and my dad were separated by that point. Um, and my grandmother in Mexico was sick. So we ended up moving. My mom like sold all her stuff, her little apartment, did it out. That's, um, that takes kind of, guts. Yeah, she kind of got rid of her life, um, which, you know, I, I could see myself doing the same thing for my mom. So um, she kind of packed up everything and me, my mom and my brother moved to Mexico. Um, and I want to say we were there. I started kindergarten in first grade, so I, I don't really know what the ages are. <laughs> kindergarten is like five. Um, so yeah, like, five, six years old. So we were there for a few years. My grandmother passed away in Mexico. Um, and then we ended up moving up to Connecticut again of all like another random, random places. Um, so yeah, in second grade in ESL, that's where I met. One of my lifelong best friends, Jennifer. So I'm Jen. Um, I am Puerto Rican. Um, Two Puerto Rican parents, um, both born on the island. I was not born on the island. I was born here in the United States. Um, And like Ingrid said, we met in ESL. And you might ask, like, well, if you were born here, why were oh, you in ESL? you know what? I never right? even, like, considered that. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so we, so my first language and my only language until I entered school was Spanish. So my mom only spoke to me in Spanish. My dad only spoke to me in Spanish. Everyone in my family only spoke Spanish to me, mm-hmm. at least. Um <clears throat> And it wasn't until I went to school 
where you know you kind of realize yet that you're a little different because <laughs> you know when you're around the same people yeah, it's like you speaking, open up a new world yeah i'm like whoa hold mm -hmm. on wait i'm different like <laughs> um so so yeah so both parents um are from puerto rico they both came here separately um so they both met here even though back on the island we only live like about 20 minutes away oh okay that's right because he lives in he my dad is from ponce mm -hmm. and my mom is from this little tiny barrio called peñuelas in santa isabel so just in case because a lot of people don't know where that is not isabela it, not isabela santa isabel right so that's like if you ever look at the map there's like this little piquito at the the middle bottom of the island that's where my mom is from so funny enough funny enough funny enough not only are we meet in esl but but my dad is from the same tiny town, town in the same neighborhood like a block away from each other so let, let's let me give mm -hmm. you like a picture right so Peñuelas is the barrio, which is translates to like girl. I don't know town. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how to translate. Saying. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like this little and to get to it's a neighborhood. It's yeah, a neighborhood. like a neighborhood, but it's so enclosed because to get in the neighborhood, you have to go through like there's like a main entrance and a back entrance. Yeah, so like there's a <laughs> back entrance like through the main street, but usually people don't go through there. People go through. Um, where you have to pass through the plantain fields, mm. right? And then it's you can walk the neighborhood in like two point two seconds, <laughs> like legit fifteen <laughs> minutes, and that includes saying hi to. Actually, it might not include saying hi to everybody because everybody wants to know who you are, where you're from, who do you belong to, who's your father, who's your mama, who's your grandpa, all that stuff. Anyways, so not only did we meet like i feel like we were just bound to meet yeah like because there was saying que la sangre la sangre los llama like your blood calls yeah well like so i guess i'm my sure blood... there's probably like a shared ancestor at some point i have oh. to do my my what's it called my most likely my ancestry but <clears throat> um so yes so spanish um was my first language went to school met ingrid um the first couple years of my school they're a little blurry, a little blurry. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like Ingrid remembers a lot more things like in detail. Mm. I think it's because it was such a big transition for yeah. me. And I had already had like big transitions in my mm -hmm. life. So there's like certain points that it's like, like what yeah. is that called? Um, That light bulb memory of like mm -hmm. you, it's such a, such a big deal. Yeah. Like, I moved from a yeah. different country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for me, I, I, there's some certain things about it that I yeah. like really, really remember. But then as we go older, as we get older, yeah, my memory sucks. Like <laughs> Ingrid is the one that does not remember people, <laughs> and then people. I'm the one that remembers people oh, like in high my school. God, it's so bad. I don't remember people from high school. Like, and I could have been in. It's it's not that I don't remember. It's that it's been there's been no contact. It's mm -hmm. hard for me to remember people that there's been no con. Which I don't know why I remember elementary school stuff, but I don't know. There's just like if I haven't been in contact with them all of a sudden I'm like wait who I can't remember oh my god and I feel so <laughs> bad too I'm like oh my god I should know this person um yeah so that's 
you know, that's kind of, so our journey be like as friends began mm -hmm. in ESL. Um, and we kind of moved through or transitioned to all English classes pretty quickly. Um, yeah. at least myself, cause I came from just only we knowing Spanish. We switched yeah. at the same time. So I think we were in, we were in ESL. I'm assuming you were in ESL before I came. Yes. Before second grade. Yep. Yep. So I was in ESL for kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And then. Was it fourth grade that we switched? Fourth grade, we switched. We, um, that's when, um, we went to all English classes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And the only reason why I knew that I was in all English classes is because of Ingrid. <laughs> Can you imagine? You would have still been in ESL had it not been for so, me. So another backstory. There's going to be a lot of backstories through all these episodes. Um, so I totally forgot that. In elementary school. There was two girls with the same exact name. So a girl that I befriended in my class. She was also in ESL. Also in ESL. Also same first and last name. To the point... <laughs> that our things would get confused, yeah. like her report cards would come to I my think house. You had a middle name, middle yeah. initial, and I did, she didn't. I had a middle initial yeah. that I did not use, but I started using it because, like, let me tell you, you know, elementary school, they go through the role of, uh, yeah, so Ingrid, of present, of course, Jennifer, so, and then you get two, presente, yeah. which one exactly? So I didn't know, <laughs> like, one of our names wasn't on the roster and it ended up. You know, yeah, so I was in class every day of fourth grade. My first, like, now is another transition. I'm all English classes with all these kids that literally I could have never seen before because I, it's like two different tracks, two different worlds oh, when definitely. you're like moving from ESL to, um, um, to regular classes. So I'm sitting there and they're like, you know, they're going through the, through the list and then Jennifer, and I'm like sitting there like, uh, I just saw her outside. Like, legit, like she's here. So, for so so the way that we would get into school is that we would line up in the back of the school and to our designated yeah. teacher or spot mm -hmm. or whatever. And then we would file in inside into our classroom. Mm -hmm. So she's like, hold on, wait. Yeah, like, I would get to the class. Like, hey, Jen, they keep on like calling you. Like, you're and, not in class. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense because you know, one of our names is not on the roster and I don't know who it was. <laughs> so they probably kept writing you in into yeah. the ESL class and the teachers never thought like, why is this student's yeah. name actually not on my exactly. roster? So that is the start of a very long <laughs> friendship. Yeah. That's still going on. Yeah. And is the reason why we're here. Which brings us here. Who knew? Second grade ESL. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can kind of move into talking a little bit about why we wanted to start this podcast and kind of go into why the name and kind of what our hopes are for it. So definitely Spanglish <clears throat> tribe. Um, because even though I feel like personally, I don't speak as much Spanish yeah. as I would like to mm -hmm. only when I'm either forced to, or somebody needs a translator. Yeah, true. Um, I feel like I still live my life in Spanglish. Oh, 
because <laughs> I definitely speak to my mother and my father. Well, more my mother in English, mm -hmm. and she speaks to me in Spanish. My father, he's in Puerto Rico. So I feel like I have to speak Spanish mm -hmm. with him. And even then I feel like, like I'll say 10 words in Spanish. And then there's that one word that I cannot remember how you to like, say in Spanish. And it's just faster for me to say it in English <laughs> than for me to like wrap through yeah. my brain on how to say it in Spanish. Okay. But definitely I still, yeah, I think now my family that, you know, came from either Mexico or Puerto Rico, they've been here for so long that they're pretty well versed in English. My dad lives most of the time in Puerto Rico. So like right now he's working in New Jersey, but he he's going to go right back to Puerto Rico because he's going to live and die in Puerto Rico. <laughs> like oh literally. Oh my God, my father when, too. When Maria happened, I was like, uh, so like when are y'all moving up? So my dad has um has remarried and has um more children and they're now in college and um you know all this stuff is happening and you're all worried oh, yeah. about like no power and yeah. like you you hear you know the island is terrible. And we're freaking out over here in freaking the States. out literally freaking and like out. finally get through and I'm like oh my god you know, all and they're like, like, "Oh, it's fine. We're fine. We're chilling." Like, I'm like, "Oh, so okay. when are, when are you planning to come to the states? Because obviously, why would you stay in a country in in a in a you know a place where literally there's no power and you literally have no idea when there will be power? Mm -hmm. and it, it, not that it's just like about the heat, like just yeah. in general, like lifestyle. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh no, we're saying like, that's not even an option." <laughs> um. So <laughs> yeah. So with my dad, I tend to talk to him kind of mixed. Um, he definitely, he'll talk in English, um, and he speaks good English, but he's definitely like more comfortable. Obviously mm -hmm. he's living in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. His day-to-day -day life is in, in Spanish. Yeah. Um, my mom has lived in the States now since she was 15. Um, so, you know, everything around her life is mostly in English, in English. Like we'll talk here and there in Spanish. And there's just certain things that like we communicate better in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's just, you know. A certain story or oh yeah definitely <laughs> that that has to be said in Spanish but for the most part when I speak to her it's more in in English and then my siblings we don't talk to each other in Spanish my sister definitely not oh yeah no um, um my so, yeah. siblings the the ones you know oh you have siblings <laughs> <laughs> this uh when you have a friend that lives their life as if they're an only child and then <laughs> and then you remember but like wait you have more than one sibling in your, in your life i have a whole four yeah. five if, if you count my sister sister <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm just i live my life as an only child only because i'm 10 years younger than mm, yeah the next child mm -hmm. so like we're in a whole different stages like they don't want to play with me yeah. like so i'm by myself <laughs> they don't want to play with me <laughs> they don't want to play with me i'm too little <laughs> i'm annoying yeah. um which was fine like i i think yeah i think you you've uh, I, i'm okay playing by myself you're basically an only child yeah. like you basically have an only child personality basically uh <laughs> but but yeah so that's that's kind of you know, because I feel like there's certain things that only 
children that have lived their life in Spanish and mm-hmm. English um, can kind of relate. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it's like more than just language, mm-hmm. like, you know, Spanglish, it refers to language, but I think it's more also just culture and mixing and, cultures yeah. where you're coming um, from, you know, because of course, Puerto Ricans and Mexicans aren't the only ones that speak Spanish. Yeah. There's plenty of, you know, different dialects and things like that, but it's just like bringing two um, different cultures and mm-hmm. three, if you're from two different. Yeah. In my case, three uh, Latin mm-hmm. um, cultures or Spanish cultures um, and just kind of like having them meld together. And how do they mix together? But with um, still keeping their each, um, each integrity. Yeah. So, and that's, I think that's some, that's something that me and Ingrid want to do. We, kind of want to kind of dive in back into our cultures kind of, you know, because we're getting older and goal for me is to, you know, I definitely want Mm -hmm. whenever I do have children for them to know the language and also the culture. Culture, the history. And I think especially like in the States, as I've gotten older, I realize how inadequate our <laughs> education has been. What? Um, and like, it's very U.S. centric. So like, mm-hmm. we only talk about other countries when it relates to the U.S. Yeah. The U.S. And you know, like, as I was, both of us, as we've gotten older, learning more about like the history of Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and like the Jones Act and like why are Puerto Ricans obsessed with the Puerto Rican flag? Like, mm-hmm. there's reasons for that. Yeah. Um, and for me also learning about, you know, Mexicans who have come to this country before my family and like all that Chicano culture in California mm-hmm. is very interesting to me because as much as my family is not, wouldn't identify as Chicano, there's, 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 Similarities, um, there's, there, you know, those people that they kind of trailblazed for other Mexicans that mm-hmm. came after them. And I think you know, I don't even think my mom necessarily knew as much about about those Latino leaders who have come before us. And um, like we didn't learn any of that in, no, in, in school. Not. Like, you know, a lot of our icons are like Selena and a lot a lot of um, not, nothing against entertainers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so many more that we're just not aware of. And like that's that now as Americans, because we are Americans as much mm-hmm. as we hold on to our Mexican and Puerto Rican backgrounds, like we are Americans um like there are other latinos who came and and who have contributed to what it means to be and an american a lot yeah and like we we don't we didn't get that much of that lesson like you know <laughs> we decided to start this podcast this month because it is uh hispanic heritage month mm-hmm. and that was the, the one time where like we would learn a little bit but when i think about it like the quality of what we were learning yeah. wasn't great because like, it you know <clears throat> It's almost they recycle the same people yeah. over and over and over instead of like let's go find that super rare person mm-hmm. that invented something that we use till this yeah till this yeah, day. yeah um like the person who invented hello we're still coronavirus is still a thing I think the person who created hand sanitizer was Hispanic I had no idea like there's certain things that look it up look at us I'm not lying what? to the people. <laughs> Um, Stop it. Fact check. Fact checks real quick. Please hold. Creator of hand sanitizer. 
Um, and just like things like that where, you know, there's um, there's so much that we don't. Yeah, Lupe Hernandez. Oh, yeah. And um, I mentioned of him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was a Latina Lupe. nursing student who invented hand sanitizer. And it's something that's like we're constantly using now. And, you know, we have a, a, a Latina to think for that. And there's, I mean, just more than that. You know, there's just so much that we just are not aware of our own history and our our own contributions to this country. And I think, you know, with the climate, which I don't want to get into, but like the political climate, there's an election coming up and we all know um, what's going on. And I think uh, it's just so important for us to like know that we we are worthy of being here and oh. we contribute to, mm-hmm. to the society. We contribute a lot. And that we are American, mm-hmm. no matter if we're holding on to our culture, like that's a part of us and that's something that we should be proud of, which, you know, most of us Hispanics, you know, we are very proud of, of our heritage and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of the times, um, you know, people who came to the U.S., they were forced to assimilate and they they, mm-hmm. they lost language, they lost culture, they lost history, they lost all this tradition. And, and I don't want to do that. I want to be able to be American and I still want to be able to know where my family came from and, oh, to, definitely. and mm-hmm. to hand that down to to my children one day and and just um just know that I belong you know I think there's a lot of feeling like what you were saying earlier like imposter different yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) um and which is fine and it's good like people should be different but I think a lot of times like people look at it like oh well why are you speaking that language or why are you being loud or why are you wearing hoops or why are you like not assimilating to what we believe is the cookie cut the 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 cookie cutter view of Mm -hmm. what an American is and you know, I think like we're refusing and I think a lot of our generation is refusing to conform to that view of that's not what it means. Like yeah. we can all be different and celebrate our culture and still be, you know, super proud to be American and to be, you know, celebrating Fourth of July and celebrating American heroes who can also be, you know, Latinos. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, I think there's like this this or that you can be one or the other and yeah. it's not true like we are the example that it's yeah. not true and i'm I think puerto rican and i'm also american yeah. or you know like just <clears throat> being comfortable being yourself and i view the u.s as a melting pot right there's certain regions that don't view it like that but i definitely view it um and i definitely see that i saw that when i went off to college Mm -hmm. um down in florida so when your school is a very small school but it's considered one of the most diverse schools Mm -hmm. in the states um because we have you know if anything whites were the minority that's the complete opposite of my college experience so we should talk about that like (laughs) <laughs> definitely it's and it's because the culture shock i experienced when i finally like went out to college was like boom like yeah oof. yeah ours our mine was like um it was very it's a culture shock mm-hmm. because i've never seen that much diversity um and not just like you know hispanic black white no it was hispanic latin american um people from from china from the islands saint martin bermuda bahamas um turks and caicos like there was so many people you know saint kitts and nevis like they all 
came and they melted. Mm -hmm. And when you walk through the hallways, like you can just see Mm -hmm. the, the mix and you can just see it like on how they looked and how they dressed and how they wore their hair. Um, it was just very fascinating to see. And it was, mm-hmm. it, it was really cool to like kind of go in. Yeah. Into Cause an like our high like school, that. we went to high school together was very diverse. Oh, definitely. Um, but I think there's like in certain regions, like when we're the region where we live in Connecticut, there's very specific, you know, representation. So I think, you know, seeing people from completely different places that we don't normally mm-hmm. see on a day to day. So. And especially places that you like, only vacation (laughs) (laughs) you know you vacationed on St. Martin and all that stuff like you never get to meet anyone Mm -hmm. and be friends with someone from actually from yeah yeah um but it's you know we definitely want to together me and Ingrid want to explore more and then Mm -hmm. we want to bring our listeners along and maybe ignite you know, a little bit of curiosity. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of, uh, like, our generation mm-hmm. and even other, or, or, or just people who have, you know, their first generation American mm-hmm. who are kind of going through this exploration of, like, all right, now we're becoming American, but how do we still hold on? Or what do we let go of? Mm-hmm. What do we keep? And so I think, you know, there's always that cycle of people who are, mm-hmm. who are a first generation American um, kind of exploring that and um, so yeah, if, 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 if you're going through that, you're part of, part of our tribe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how we came up with the, with the name and it's a conversation that, you know, we have this conversation all the time offline, you know, so like in the car, after the gym, <laughs> spending more time in the talk, car chit-chatting than we actually spent <laughs> in the gym working out of like, you know, those kinds of stuff. So it's something that we've always had an interest in, so it just naturally seemed like a good fit. Um, so yeah, I think, and to add to that, you know, thinking about quarantine and coronavirus and just, you know, how you maintain community and how you connect with others. I I think that's something that I've been also thinking a lot about of, you know, you can actually go and hang out with people and mm-hmm. see people and meet people. And not that I'm a super, super social person, because <laughs> I really am not like I'm, I'm like an introvert. I like to go, but I need my time alone afterwards <laughs> to recover. <laughs> but it's been a lot of time <laughs> of like not socializing. So I think being able to connect with the community um, kind of outside of our like real life IRL <laughs> community, <laughs> since we actually can't do that, um, I think is something that really interested us too, of being able to connect with other people. And I think we've we've kind of been like listening to other podcasts of people who are kind of going through the same thing Mm -hmm. and like you know on Instagram we follow a lot of people who are similar to us that their parents are are um have emigrated or so I think it's something that we're always thinking of obviously you know it's our identity so um we thought it would be a a good a good um concept a good concept to bring to to the podcast We'll stop there because I feel like we can keep talking forever. So if you made it to the end of our first episode of Spanglish Tribe, our first episode, thank you so much for listening. Um, And we hope that you'll continue to follow us and listen to us. So 
to keep in touch, um, just connect with us with social media. So you can follow and subscribe to us through um, all the streaming, the podcast streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Spanglish Tribe, on Twitter at Spanglish Tribe. I think it's Spanglish Tribe on everything. Except for, I believe... Our email. Our email. So our email is going to be Spanglish Tribe Podcast at gmail.com. And that's, you know, if you feel like you want to keep in touch, you know, send us a little, a little note, a little note, some feedback, give us love, tell us constructive criticism. We'll take that. Just anything, a little note. If you can relate with us um, in our, like us in our early years. Yeah. So were you an ESL? How was your experience? Do you speak Spanish or English in your household? Do you speak only Spanish? Do you speak only English? What do you do with your kids? We don't have kids yet, but we'd like to hear <laughs> how you handle that. Teach us now. <laughs> um, yeah, anything. Little questions, comments, your stories. We'd love to hear um, and connect with you. So thank you so, so, so much um, for listening. And until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.